Welcome to Fire Talk, where we give you the latest news updates on uh, Southeastern University athletics. I'm Kent Engel, president of Southeastern University, and joining me as always is our uh, award-winning uh, uh, athletics director, Drew Watson. Uh, it's been, what, a couple weeks? It has. Thanksgiving. We took a break for Thanksgiving, and then good... you and I were traveling. And... Yeah, did you uh, did you go out of town for Thanksgiving? No, stayed in town. Uh, Kim's parents came into town, and my mom's in town, um, and, and my stepdad. So it's it was a busy a busy time at home, for yeah. sure. Oh, that's great. It's always great to have family and enjoy it and, mm -hmm. and eat a lot. I'm sure you ate a lot. I ate a ton, <laughs> a ton. Okay. You know, it's it's uh, funny when Wednesday hits, this, the food starts rolling out. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, no, I'm I'm budgeting for tomorrow. So don't, <laughs> exactly. don't fat me up today. Let, let me eat on Thanksgiving. Exactly. No, it's great. And pretty soon we're going to be at Christmas time. So yes. yeah, it's a great time of year. It is. Um, so uh, we, we're going to highlight some of the, the end of the fall season and um, we're closing that out with yep. some of our teams. And naturally it means time for winter sports to start. Mm -hmm. And uh, that means men's and women's basketball wrestling, as well as the continuation of cheer from football to basketball. As we start thinking about those sports, we wanted to talk to one of our amazing winter coaches. So joining us today is Travis Patrick, our wrestling coach. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, glad to be here. Always glad to have you with us. Uh, so you're a brand new dad, right? So Yeah. So uh, I don't know if everybody knows this. Yeah. But you were at the wrestling tournament, the National oh, yeah. Wrestling Duels, or our National, national Championship, championship yep. uh, in Wichita, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And uh, and Tyler's due that weekend. Yeah. And yeah so, so so you left NAI Nationals uh, to to try and get back for the birth of your daughter. Tell us about that whole experience. Yeah, it was it was something. I, I left a day later than the rest of the team just because we had a baby appointment. And we wanted to check with our doctor and say, okay, you know, what do you think? You know, our due date was like the day after the national tournament, and she's like, yeah. You know, I think you're good. You'll you'll make it back. We'll talk about inducing or whatever next week. And she's like, I, I feel good about you going. Okay, great. So got on the plane, um, got there, wrestled on on Friday. You know, got through the blood rounds and had a, all of our all Americans set and went back and we're just having dinner with the coaching staff. She calls me. It's eleven o'clock in Wichita, midnight out here, and she goes, Hey, my water just broke. Oh, I'm like, oh my gosh. So there's there's no more flights out that day. Uh, so found a you know 5 a.m. flight out of Wichita and and uh, got about zero sleep between you know then and and when my flight left and um, yeah got here and and got to the the hospital to a healthy baby girl oh. and uh, then you know got to watch national finals from the, the hospital room so wow. it was uh, it was it was something had a couple of the other the other coaches from around the NEI text me going hey where where are you so but we had you know we were in good hands with the, my assistants and, and did well how, how old is she now. She is going to be nine months on Monday. Wow! So she's, uh, yeah, she's finding her lungs and, and yeah. making a lot of noise and, and crawling and pulling up and pretty close to walking. But sleeping not, through not the night yet? yet? Um, yeah, she honestly has from a pretty early early age. She slept through the night a little bit when she hits growth spurts, which she's kind of on one now. She'll kind of hit yeah. a, a wake up at about one a.m. or so, and then go back down until six thirty or something like that. Yeah. So I'm really shocked bad. you didn't mention my coaching debut. That well, I said we were in good hands, so I kind of you know that you were there and, and, and part of it, but because there's a picture, there's oh, a yeah. picture from Nationals of me sitting on the bench looking very serious. Yeah, 
<laughs> I was probably just thinking about what do I say? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't know hey, what to say. Did you uh, uh, use the phrase, I hear, uh, you need a pillow? You need a pillow? Or oh, yeah, what, that comes that from is. a certain, get him a pillow. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I typically, with wrestling, you just say, circle, circle. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And, you go, do the move. Do the move. Uh, <laughs> now, Jordan, uh, had, did she have her coaching debut? She recent? did. Uh, red vs. Black. I've, I have a picture uh, of it. So I just just for one match, just brought her out there at Red vs. Black and, and had her there. So. How'd she do? Um, <laughs> I mean, we were we were wrestling ourselves, so I guess she won. Okay. Uh, she won. That's uh, great. She's, she's 1-0 and then. That's uh, good. Yeah. Excellent. Good. Yeah. Hey, you're a wrestler yourself uh, at Southern Oregon University. Take us yeah. through your journey uh, from being an athlete to now a coach. When did you know you wanted to coach? And, yeah. and what was you know your motivation behind all that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, like I always knew that I wanted to coach and just kind of in what format kind of God revealed that as I got into, um, you know, kind of started dipping my toe in the water with that and had a lot of great mentors, I think, that guided me along the way. So we grew up in Washington State and, and wrestled there and then um, wrestled collegiately at Southern Oregon University uh, and then had an opportunity to step kind of right into the, the coaching ranks at, at Menlo College down in the Bay Area of, of uh, California yeah. right after yeah. that. So. Um, did actually a little bit of uh, kind of split time when I first started between strength and conditioning, um, coaching and, and assistant wrestling, but was able to move into the associate head role after just my uh, my first year um, and, and had a, a great mentor in Joey Martinez there, and they have a great program at, at Menlo. Um, this will be their actually last year in the NAI before they go D2. Uh, but he put a lot of responsibility on me early on, and, and it kind of gave me a, a chance to, to see if this is really what I want to do. Right. You know, a lot of people enjoy the wrestling coaching sure. aspect of it, which is, you know, the most most fun part. But I got a chance to kind of see, you know, behind the scenes and some of the administrative part and planning travel and, and budgeting and, and recruiting and all those things. And um, fell in love with that aspect of it, too, and just kind of building the holistic program. Yeah. Um, so I was able to be there for about five years before, um, you know, got my first head coaching position down at, at Arizona Christian. So yeah. there for a couple of years and then, you know, been blessed to be out here going in year three right now where in washington did you yeah i'm from a small town of, of castle rock washington um which is about hour north of portland oregon okay, two yeah, hours yeah, south yeah, of yeah. seattle, seattle so yeah. the big uh bigger towns next to here are kelso and long right, right. Yep. so that's where i did most of my like club wrestling was at, at kelso high school and they have a phenomenal coach there as well excellent fellow west coaster that's, yeah i love that you're oh, a mariners yeah. fan right yeah, uh, through the good and the bad and, and a lot of the ugly. So, you know, it seems like we'll always go through. We're about 500, and then, yep. hey, man, I think we might make the playoffs, and then it's like, well, maybe not. Never mind. Well, your okay. dog's name's Seeger, so, correct? Yeah, yeah, ah. So, because my wife's a Dodgers fan. So okay. at, at, at the time when we got him, you know, Corey Seeger was on the Dodgers, Kyle Seeger was on the Mariners, so went with, uh, went with Seeger, and then we got another one uh, that's Griffey. So, okay, uh, yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, got the, the kid. So, yeah. Yeah, that's excellent. Well, as you said, you're heading into your third year. Yeah, and you know, with coaching come a lot of a lot of highs and lows. What's your, what's been your favorite memory so far of your time at Southeastern? Man, that's uh, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. I think special moments um, in the last couple of years. And I think last year we had a, a really special senior class. Uh, you know, a lot of those guys graduated and doing some things, uh, whether that's in wrestling or or, or whatever. Um, but Man, most special moment. I think the first time, you know, just first year here when we were, were able to get that third-place trophy and going up there as a team and, and being able to accomplish something with that group that had never been done before was pretty special. Um, but, you know, I think just seeing these guys grow uh, every year. Um, you know, Sal Silver won the national title last year, uh, even though I wasn't able to be there. I think that in a, in a way was a special moment. I got to sit there in the hospital room with my, my new daughter and, and watch those, those yeah. moments. Um, 
So I don't know. I mean, there's really too many to name. You know, Coleman Bryant coming back from the the, the neck injury and coming to, to take second to, to finish his career. So I think on the mat, we there's there's so many that are that are special. And then you know, off the mat, developing these relationships and getting to go to some of these guys' weddings. And yeah, I think with a lot of coaches, you know, not not necessarily here. Just if I if if they were sitting here and I asked that same question, you'd immediately go to the national championships, the individuals. But you didn't even mention that first. You mentioned relationships. You mentioned yeah. the team placing third. You know, and so I, I've always appreciated your holistic, you know, approach to your program. You know, it's and, and even as we talked as you came in, you know, just job one was making sure the right guys were in the room. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's quite often the hardest part of, of it all. And so, you know, just kudos to you. You've done such a, such a good job of of creating a culture in that room that we all can be proud of. And so I really appreciate that. And you, you are. You're an amazing coach, and you've done exceptionally well with, with our, our program here, leading our guys to the highest ranking in our history, uh, number three in the nation. Talk to us about what it takes to develop a winning culture. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we always talk about that uh, culture is dynamic. It's not static. So, yep. you know, as soon as you stop trying to create that culture and build that culture, it's going to start going backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just continue to, to preach preach the same things and, and kind of add new things and and then we have to go back and circle back over those things. So we got we got new guys coming in all the time. You can't just rely on the the seniors and juniors and returners to, you know, disseminate that that info and that standard down to the young guys. So uh, I think that's one of the things that um, you know we developed. And I felt like we had a, a really good culture last year, and we graduated a lot of guys. So now it's it's kind of we're going back to some of the basics sure. with a little bit younger group this year. So. Um, you know, we got three core values that in gratitude, effort, and ownership that, that we preach with our guys. Uh, and then lately, kind of, we've been talking a lot through discipline. Um, you know, I think with this group, a younger group that's pretty talented, uh, but needs some experience, we've been kind of hammering home the idea of doing the, the small things really, really well, yeah. and how that's, that'll make a huge difference in, in our program. Oh, that's great. Now, you, you coached a record 11 national qualifiers last year, six All-Americans. Um, Actually, 12. 12 All-Americans. 12, or 12, 12 qualifiers. Nationals. 12 okay. qualifiers. Yeah. 12 qualifiers yeah. Talk to the writers on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, as you as you just referenced, this year's squad is a lot lot younger and, yeah. and less experienced. You mentioned how that how, how you approach culture in that regard, but mm-hmm. how do you how does your coaching approach change as the room, the experience in the room changes? Yeah, and, and it is, I guess, a little bit unique in that we have a few guys that are almost like the COVID super seniors. We probably have I think three or four of those guys that are like, they've been around for a long time. So we're almost kind of managing their reps a little bit and, and yep. approach them different. And then the rest of our squad is really young. Yep. So we kind of feel like have two different ends of the, the spectrum mm-hmm. with that. Um, so we're getting those guys as many matches as possible and on the uh, kind of the coaching end. You know, we're maybe managing reps for some of our older guys like Bond and, and yep. Silva and, and Brazil May, um, you know, making sure they're staying healthy for the stretch run. But then our, our younger guys, we got some guys in the lineup that are having some success now, and and uh, we're just we're throwing them and everything, getting them to kind of learn a little bit. I mean, maybe you call it trial by fire, but it's just kind of working the kinks out and, and uh, you know, having them learn how to be coachable, going back to the drawing board on, on Monday at practice and working yeah. through some of the things and, and putting them out there and, and then just continuing to, to hammer home the basics. I think we got a lot of, like, talented guys. I think sometimes the difference, the guys have success at the college level, are the ones that are going to be disciplined in their in their positioning in their consistency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You're just starting out, right? You're just starting out the new season. You're mm-hmm. one and one in the duels right now. Yeah, I took uh, 
you know, we, we battled a, a tough St. Thomas team that we won down there and then uh, uh, lost a close one to, to Reinhardt. Um, had a few guys out of our, our lineup, but they're, they're a tough squad. And, you know, we kind of had a few matches that, that could have gone either way that just both yeah. bounced their way and, and ended up on the wrong side of that, that score. Um, but I do think we're a better tournament team than we are a dual team. When you look at some of the weights that we got, you know, two returning national champs are at the same weight. You can't put them both right. in a duel. Um, you know, we got multiple guys ranked at 125, multiple guys ranked at 149, 157. Um, so some of those weights that it inflates our ranking as far as na- the nation goes. But we, when it comes to, to duels, we have some younger guys in the, in the lineup that need to mature a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. What, what have you learned so far with this team? What are a couple of highlights as you've just started out? Yeah, I mean, we've got, like I said, some young guys that are, are really stepping up. Uh, Gentry Smith at 197. Um, he's a guy that uh, I'm really excited about. He's been He works incredibly hard, um, takes care of business in the classroom, and um, he's from Idaho. So coming all the way across the country, and and so he'll get. We're going to Montana this week, so he had to go back a little closer to home and wrestle in front of some of his some of his family. So, um, but he's been been wrestling well. I think some of these young guys they're hungry to compete and to do well. They got to understand what it what it takes to step into the lineup and and you know have that that fire logo across their yeah. chest. Uh, so some of it is I think just learning. You know, you had the Stephen Kellys and the Douglas Peppers and the Gage Bronze and all those guys that that graduated last year. So some of these young guys, they're stepping in the lineup thinking, okay, it's my turn. But it's like, well, what does that mean? Like, what, man, now you're having to put your hands on some guys, and it's not just going to happen because of the singlet you're wearing. Mm-hmm. You know, the work has to be put in behind it. Yeah. Well, that happens in a lot of sports where, you know, a freshman comes in, sophomore, there's, there's somebody in front of them, and they're like, well, when they graduate, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm in. And I'm they man. don't realize the coach is recruiting you know, to get the best players in, in the yeah. room at all times. And you've got to work. You've got to work to earn that spot. And I don't think I don't think uh, student-athletes always realize that. Yeah. The best yeah. do. But right. now you mentioned Montana. You leave yeah. tomorrow yeah, for tomorrow. Montana. Yeah. Uh, tough tough competition out there. Yeah. What, you know, what do what some of the matchups look like? Yeah, there's going to be – they're going to be two really, really tough duels. Um, they're both really scrappy teams from Montana, and I obviously have a lot of history with, with them and know their coaches well from coaching on the West Coast and both good guys that run, run strong programs. So uh, we'll wrestle uh, Montana State Northern first. I think they're ranked maybe 12th or 13th or mm-hmm. something like that um, at 4.30 um, Pacific time, and then we'll wrestle um, Providence right after that. So um, Montana State Northern has uh, – a kid returning All-American, returning national finalist at 149 that, that will wrestle with Chris Kelly. Uh, he's ranked uh, 23rd for us, so we'll get a, a good matchup there with him. Um, and then Northern also has guys at 165 that are ranked, I think, 8th. Their guys at 174 are um, is 2nd. Hmm. 84 is, is a top-10 guy, and then 197 is a top-10 guy. Um, so those are some some like our we're younger in those weights, and so yeah. they're going to have to step up and wrestle. So kind of where we are a little bit more experienced, they're younger, and then where um, they're more experienced, we're younger. So it'll be an interesting duel in that way. Great experience. Um, Providence will be uh, some tough kids once again. They got some high ranked kids at, at 149, 157, 165, uh, and then kind of right right through there too, 74, 84. Um, they have returning All Americans at those weights. And then uh, heavyweight will be a fun one that we're ranked two, they're ranked three. Um, we actually wrestled them in the um, third, fourth place uh, match last year and, and beat them. But that'll be a, a good one to kind of end the, the duels. So should yeah. be should be exciting. And then we'll turn around and, and most of the guys will wrestle in the open tournament the next day. Have you checked the weather? 
Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, it's <laughs> supposed to be clear. It's supposed to be cloudy, okay. about 35 degrees, but it doesn't show snow right now. So we're we're Good. praying that holds off. Otherwise, we might be uh, be spending a few more days in, yeah. in Great well, Falls. It, it sounds like it's actually kind of warm because it usually gets down to zero or below. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's great. Well, uh, hey, thanks for stopping by Fire Talk today. And uh, just grateful for you. You're an amazing coach, but more importantly, you're an amazing leader. And we're just grateful to have you here. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having coach. Me. Yep. That's good. The Spine Institute of Central Florida specializes in the entire spectrum of spine-related issues. Same-day appointments, second opinions, located right here in Lakeland and Davenport. The official spine care provider of SU Fire Athletics, second best is never an option when it comes to your spine health, Spine Institute of Central California. Well, I've had a, I've had some friends who have who have had experience with the Spine Institute oh, wow. and had like really bad issues going in and just were really happy with their the care they received there. So glad to have them their sponsorship and their partnership on board. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's cap up some uh, of the uh, fall sports and talk about women's soccer. Um, women's soccer had a tough ending to their season. They did. You know, we, we, we earned the host bid, and we hosted Bethel out of Tennessee. Um, got down in this game 2-0 uh, and, you know, fought back, tied the game. Then, then in, in soccer, they played two 10-minute overtimes, and it's no longer sudden death. You know, it's, it's, it's not, not golden goal. So they scored in the first overtime to take a 3-2 lead. We again fought back, scored with, scored with six minutes left in the second overtime to tie it. But then, unfortunately, we fell in PKs, you know. And so we have a couple goals, a couple of clips from that game. Oh, great. Uh, we have the first goal by Mad Madeline Davis off a free kick. And uh, you'll see this is a great service into the box. And, uh, and Madeline just kind of tracks the ball and puts a head on it and right past the goalie. Oh, really? You know, just, wow. just really impressive, the, you know, the, the read there. But, and this one, this is a tying goal that I just referenced in the second overtime. This is Katie Carnes. And this is just, uh, this is persistence, right? So we got a six. She decides, unfortunately for her, to go across, and boom, we tie it. So a little, little bit of sloppy play there from Bethel. Uh, but, uh, you know, unfortunately, the, uh, the fire fell. Now, yesterday was, you know, Bethel played their, their, their round of 16 match against, uh, against Spring Arbor, and, uh, who's, a, who's a national powerhouse, and, and, and fell uh, fell in overtime. So, you know, so it, they're a good team, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. Well, well, the ladies finished, finished well. They had a great, great season. I mean, it is a tough way to go out, uh, but the team, you know, did, did fire athletics proud. Yeah. 11, five and three winning some big games, securing the host, you know, NAI opening round. So I know coach and the, and the ladies were disappointed, but you know, just get back at it and, and we'll go for it next year again. Yeah. Let's turn our attention to winter sports and let's talk about men's basketball. Uh, they had a road trip last weekend to Kingsport, Tennessee, where they played in the show. They dropped both games on the weekend, facing number five Georgetown University on Saturday and then losing um, 70, uh, what, 73 to 59. Was that 73 59? Yeah, yep. uh, in that game. And then on Sunday, lost to RV Pikeville, uh, 71 to 52. Yeah, so the show's become a, a popular NAI event. They basically have it in a in a hotel, you know, ballroom, and and it's a it's a it's an intimate event. Uh, a lot of top teams travel the event throughout, you know, from from all around the country. Competition's always stiff, um, you know. But the you know the the early season. So we're you know we we're we're around 500. We're I think we're four and five, 
And, um, you know, and you look at the, but you look at the schedule, and Coach Lee has done a good job putting together a really tough schedule early, early on. They've got some pieces back in the lineup now that I think are going to help. Uh, but I think with a, they've got a, a, a younger team, a, a team that, that is just kind of being put together, not a lot sure. of returners. Yeah. Uh, and so they're, they're kind of feeling each other out and, and coaches figuring out what combinations need to be on the floor. But, you know, good, good schedule usually helps in the long run just yeah. for seasoning. What's next for the men? Uh, some time off here. Okay. Uh, so they have they they they're they're going to focus on finals, uh, so try and fine tune some things. But then December 11th, Trinity comes to the furnace, and uh, so we have we have some time to work on some things and, and really get focused for that second semester. Yeah, no, that'll be great. I I had a chance to catch them play New College, which is going to be a new member of the yeah. the conference, right? Yeah. And uh, and they soundly defeated. New College. Yes, <laughs> so. and they, I think they played them in back-to-back -back games. The, f the fir first game against New College was tighter. Yep. Uh, and they had some similar results against some of our opponents early yep. on in the season, but the second one was not not close. So yep. that was good to see the adjustments made by by the guys. Yeah, good deal. Let's talk about women's basketball. Uh, Fire <laughs> coming off two wins as they beat the University of Puerto Rico 78-42 uh, uh, to 42, mm -hmm. and then topped University of Fort Lauderdale 81-43. to 43. What did we learn about the ladies this week and uh, some of the highlights? Well, we learned that, you know, they take care of business against inferior teams. I okay. mean, these both of these teams, uh, Fort Lauderdale's having some roster issues. They brought six, uh, six student-athletes into the gym here. And, you know, to see a team do, do to the opponent what they're supposed to is encouraging. But the highlights, you know, Becky Kalaitiev had 23 points, three assists, four rebounds. Cassidy Jones from Lakeland, uh, 14 points. Anya Noflock had 10 points. Uh, these games, as I said, were not challenging, but as we're building chemistry early in the season, same deal with the men. Yeah. You've got a lot of new faces on that True. roster, so it's good to just get minutes chemistry in. Chemistry and all yep. of that. It's great to see Becky, uh, Becky back on the court and playing so well, as well as Cassidy uh, back here playing in her hometown. What's next for them? So tomorrow we face uh, the number one team in the country, Camelsville. And uh, we go up there for that. Uh, the Tigers are currently 6-0, and averaging over 100 points a game. I mean, when was the last women's basketball team that you ran into that averaged averaged over 100 points a game? It's, they're <laughs> That's pretty – Really good test. Pretty amazing. And yep. then they travel to Cincinnati right after that? Yeah, they had to face uh, University of Cincinnati Claremont on Saturday, and Claremont is currently 3-2. and two. So it will be a good yeah. trip for the, the team. Well, good to see the team hitting uh, hitting the road and and playing some tough games. Again, that'll prepare them for conference. And, for sure. And uh, yep. hopefully they're going to do well this year. Well, uh, that's a wrap uh, for who's playing right now in winter sports, and I'm yep. sure uh, that'll start expanding in, in the weeks to come. No home games this week, but make sure you check the website, suFire.com, for live stream links, game updates, and recaps. Uh, make sure you keep a close eye on that women's basketball game tomorrow night with the number one team in the nation. It's going to be a big one. We'll see how they do. Uh, but uh, always grateful to have everybody join us on Fire Talk. Yep. Thanks, everyone. Take go care. Fire. Yeah, go Fire. Take care, everybody.